Welcome to the Wedding Planning Podcast. We're your hosts, Monica and Amanda. We created this podcast to give you, the recently engaged couple, some insight into the world of wedding planning. Come along for some laughs, advice, and a look behind the scenes of being a wedding planner. Enjoy the show. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and today we're talking about what a wedding planner actually does. (laughs) So I think this was one of my first episodes where I talked about the difference between a wedding planner and a wedding coordinator, um, kind of the different services and what you are signing up for when you get either. But this is going to be a little bit more in depth of what a wedding planner actually does, what you're getting, and maybe why it might be a good fit for you. I think a lot of people, when they inquire with us, they're not 100% sure the services that they need at that time. So I thought this would be a great episode to share. Um, Before we jump into everything, welcome back. This is a solo episode, just me chit-chatting, talking away. Uh, I really kind of miss the solo episodes. Sometimes I just feel like blurting everything out. And yeah, lately I've been trying to get on Instagram stories more and help you guys out when it comes to wedding planning tips and advice. So I thought this episode might be a good one for you guys if you're like, I don't know if I need a wedding planner. I don't know what that entails. I'm not 100% sure. Or I don't, I didn't think I needed a wedding planner, but maybe after this episode, you're like, mm, I think I might need a wedding planner. So welcome back. That's what we're going to talk about. It is a snowy Saturday morning in January. I'll just give you guys a little update on life. I'm using this lovely podcast mic. I'm chilling in my office. I've been up. I went for a walk. I cleaned the house. It's so nice. I will say it is very nice to have Saturdays off and not at a wedding. (laughs) Uh, We definitely enjoyed our break time and I'm trying to get back into kind of full force swing of things, but definitely taking January, February easy because it was so wild and this year is kind of the same as well. Our July is crazy and then our August is kind of quiet right now and our September is only like half full. So we do get a lot of day of or partial inquiries within the same year. Like lots of people are inquiring now and they're like, I need a coordinator or a designer and a coordinator for our August wedding and our September wedding and our October wedding. So it's, it's been so good. As we kind of said in the last episode, this is our time to really work on our clients' designs. We've done a lot of backend stuff, just getting sorted. And I just want to be able to provide more value to our clients. Um, so we've updated our vendor guide. I'm going to update our day of welcome package. And I was thinking for our clients, our coordination clients, that I should start offering our Diva downloads to them 
free. Um, so that would be something that they could go in and if they kind of get with our welcome package, I think it would be a good piece and a resource for our coordination clients to use our design template. Um, Cause a lot of them are doing it themselves. And maybe that's something that it would just help them. I'm thinking of doing like a budget um, template for them to use a checklist because we do get a lot of questions throughout the year from our day of clients. Cause I always say, please reach out. Um, if you guys have any questions when you book with us, but yeah, there's just a lot of pieces that we're not involved in and that we know kind of how to steer the ship and help. So I'm hoping to kind of create a folder that when you sign up for us, here's all the information. You always get a vendor guide and a welcome guide from us now, but just something that will help you guys steer you in the right direction when it comes to just doing day up because we don't really touch base with our clients until uh, the three month mark. So that's what I've been working on. We've been designing away, but I knew I wanted to do this podcast because um, I was just thinking about it a lot lately. And yeah, lots of clients are kind of like, do I need partial planning? Do I need full planning? I really don't know. So here we are. I got my coffee. My house is clean. It feels good. I think today I'm going to work like a half day. Julio works Saturday, so I also kind of take it as a work day when we don't have a wedding. And then Sunday, Mondays are usually chill. I don't take any meetings on Mondays. Mondays are either like my CEO day starting this year where I'm doing bookkeeping, you know, team building, organizing, backend, marketing all that good stuff. Or Julio gets Mondays off. So sometimes I take Mondays and we go to the mountains and we hang out and it's great. So yeah, I kind of take Saturday as a work day, sometimes like a half work day, like clean the house, get organized, order groceries, and then get to work. So anyway, you guys aren't here to hear about my life. You are... The sponsor of this episode is Diva Downloads. Are you stressed about wedding planning and looking for some affordable resources? Head to dayofdiva.ca to download and learn more about our timeline and design board templates. Happy planning! We are here for the goods, so let's talk about what a wedding planner actually does because I think a lot of people see the prices of a wedding planner and get a little sticker shock. They're like, oh, that's a lot of money. You know, full planning can really range. It depends on the people, the service that they provide, the business that they are trying to build. I think that's what I'm realizing now as well. Um, The pricing factor, you can kind of tell the people that price their full planning when they maybe have another job that supports them. So maybe they're charging, I don't know, three, four grand. Um, Whereas people that are trying to build a business and they have salaries and staff to pay and they're building a team and this is their full-time gig, they might price it, you know, five, six, seven, nine, 10 grand, depending on where you're trying to take your business how many salaries you're trying to support and what that looks like. So I think that's good from a client perspective to understand the price range. You know, we're not just, oh, this is 10 grand. There you go. You know, we have a reason we have a purpose behind our pricing. And that's what I'm starting to realize as well. 
So just perspective for clients that it can range, but it really depends on the business and how they're trying to price things. So let's get down to it. I'm just going to walk you through our process and what we are deliverables for our clients and what people get when they sign up with us. I think a lot of planners within Calgary offer a very similar service. And maybe we can touch base at the end about how to choose your planner and what you think tips that will help you when it comes to that. Because I don't think you should just base, base it off of budget. I think you should really base it off of your connection, their design, what they're offering you, and what you really need from that planner. So let's do it. Okay. Um, I love doing episodes. Just chilling in my house. This is so fun. Okay, I need some coffee first. I've actually been off the coffee. This is matcha. I've been having matcha lattes. I know it sounds wild because I'm a diehard coffee drinker and like at least one, maybe two a day. I love a good latte. I love just a straight coffee with some cream, but I've been on the matcha and I will say I definitely feel better. I don't get that like 2 p.m. crash as hard. So something to think about. All right. So let's talk about our wedding planning process. And this is something I say probably like three to four times a week. I'm repeating this because we do so many consultation calls lately. It's been a while, um, but just walking people through our wedding planning process and kind of how that things work. So this is our full service. This is the Beyonce for people that have looked at our website. This is the Beyonce package. This is the creme de la creme of our services and definitely one of the packages that we really enjoy serving our clients um so full planning there's just so much let's start at the beginning so this is our package this is kind of our process and then we'll maybe break it down a little bit more so when you sign on with us and you're like boom this is it we are doing it take the reins. Jesus, take the wheel on the wedding planning. A lot of our clients choose full planning because they have two crazy careers. They're busy. They have kids, they have dogs, they have lives, and they've never planned a wedding before. And they really want that guidance. And they, maybe they don't have, you know, maybe they're not organized. Maybe they have nowhere, like they have no idea where to start. They don't have the time to look for vendors. They have no idea how to bring their design to life in a cost-effective manner. They don't know if they should do a plated or buffet or what the best flow of the day is. So that's why a lot of people will book full planning. Um, so when you first sign on with us, we always do a kind of get to know you guys call. We go through, I always tell our clients like 1 million questions. I want to know everything. I want to know what your favorite foods are, what you're thinking for colors. If you like, if we're vendor sourcing, do you want it all in one place? Do you not care? And you really want an outdoor ceremony in Banff? Um, and you don't care if the reception is in Canmore or maybe we're coming back to Calgary. I don't know. We've done it all. So all the details, what are the important pieces for you guys for the day? Those are the biggest elements when it comes to that meeting for us, because this is going to help us determine what your budget is, what your priorities are, and how that's going to all play out in the end, because we can't really start 
if I don't know your budget and I don't know your priorities for the day. I also want to get to know you guys more. You know, what do you guys do on a daily basis? What do you do for work? Um, what are your hobbies? Um, and all that kind of stuff. So we go through everything. Do you want stationary? What are we thinking for design? Do we have a rough idea? And I always tell our clients, you don't have to have a hard yes or no, but just have like, give me something so I can work off of that. <laughs> um, so this meeting is usually an hour. It's very in-depth, but also surface at the same time. Like I'm asking a lot of questions, but you don't have to know all the answers to them right now. Cause most people are like, I, I don't know what our guest list is going to look like, but this is like a range. I don't know what we want for food, but this is kind of what we're envisioning. So when I say in-depth, but surface at the same time, that's what I mean. So from that point, we create your budget, which is, I was saying this um, the other day on our stories. I really love creating the budget. Um, I like to, I like puzzles. I like to fit all the pieces together. Hence probably why I'm a wedding planner. Uh, so building the budget. So I take everything that we chatted about, you know, we're thinking we want to spend, let's call it six. 60 grand. We want to spend 60 grand. We got a hundred people. The design is important. Photography is also huge. And we really want to walk away with an amazing video and a great guest experience. So I take all these things into account. Um, and I will do a more in-depth episode on how we do our budgets, but we'll save it for another time. So I start piecing together a draft budget, and this is something that our clients then approve. Um, most of our clients, they don't have an idea of budget, but they see the breakdown and they're like, yeah, this makes sense. Or, you know what, let's allocate a little bit more for decor because I really want these. I found these crazy wild centerpieces and I really want them and they're huge. Um, so things like that. So we break down their budget and all of our full planning clients live within a online software, a wedding planning software called Isle Planner. Lots of vendors will know this software. Many wedding planners use it. It is the bee's knees. We, uh, we just recently started using it only specifically for our full planning clients because it really offers a interactive way for our clients to work on their weddings together with us because believe it or not your wedding planner does not do everything you know I can't create your guest list I can't really create your floor plan because I don't know any of these people and I don't know who's gonna sit with people you know I can't make decisions for you unless I mean unless you really trust us <laughs> and then I absolutely will but the IELTS planner software really gives that um, kind of I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. We work on it together. We are collaborating on your wedding together. <laughs> so after that meeting, I create the budget and I actually upload it all into IELTS planner, and you can see exactly the breakdown. This is what I think we're going to spend on food and beverage and venue. Um, Fun, fun fact, it's usually 50% of your budget that goes towards food, beverage, and venue. 
for the most part. Um, so that would be 30 grand for this 60 grand budget. And then we go through photo. That was a huge priority. So maybe we want, we want to spend a little bit more and get someone that has been doing this for a long time. And that is going to knock it out of the park and that I know will be good. So we put that in. Same with video. Uh, we have a little bit more in there because that's a priority for them. And with us as well, we kind of know the standards for the cost of a DJ, the standards for live music, the standards for a good floral budget or a design budget. So we kind of put it in there based off of what you guys are thinking. And that's a hard piece too, because there's a lot of stuff on Pinterest. There's so much on the internet of this is what you should do for your budget, but it's really subjective to what your priorities are. It, like some people say, oh my gosh, you need 10 grand for florals. And if my client's like, I actually don't care about flowers. I rather have really nice cutlery and really nice charger plates and maybe just have candles for centerpieces and some bud bases. So it really depends on your priority. So those cookie cutter budgets are hard. I would say, try not to go off of them. You can vaguely go off of them, but do sit down and look at your priorities because, you know, some people it's just, florals are huge or food is really important or we're going to spend way more on our venue so we don't have to like decorate as much that's some what some people say so the budget piece is all integrated in there you guys get to approve your budget you're like yeah this looks sick um, I always include a contingency um, usually at a certain percentage of your budget whether I like to include it for the design piece because lots of people this happens a lot lots of people see all the amazing weddings on Pinterest and are like I need that like how much does that cost and then usually it's a lot because there's a ton of styled shoes and you know high-end weddings on Pinterest those are the ones that obviously get posted and reposted because it's so fabulous but bringing that to reality is kind of hard for our clients sometimes so I like to keep the contingency budget in there let's say for this wedding it's three grand whether we, you know, we go up in the decor, or up in flowers, or we find this amazing photographer that I think will be amazing. Maybe they're a little bit more than what we budgeted for, but it's going to be worth it. So we use that contingency budget. So we put everything in there, rings, dress, you know, if you want to include that in your budget, some people don't because they're like, my mom bought my dress and we'll just get our wedding ring. So create, we create a custom budget based on all your priorities and what we're including. And then we upload it into IELTS Planner. They can see it. They can see, you know, if we're over budget, if we're under our projected budget and how that will work. And the lovely thing with IELTS Planner is soon as we book a vendor, I can put in the payment schedule. They get reminders. Oh, it's so nice that you guys get reminders. Okay, it's coming up in one, I think it reminds you at one month, one week, and a couple days for payments. Um, so that's great. That's something that you guys don't have to track on your end. Thank God, it's a lot. And and yeah, that's how everything is integrated in there. So there's a, like a draft budget, an actual budget, the difference, and then any outstanding payments. So they can go in and view anything of this at all time. Oh yeah, okay, we want to go pay off our DJ early. Um, here's the kind of information, da, 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 da. So once the, like I said, guys, this is a lot. It's very, very hands-on when it comes to full planning. So this is going to be a long episode. So keep listening if you are like, do I need this? Okay, so they approved their draft budget. Everything looks great. We're off to the races. So once the draft budget is approved, we either start venue sourcing or vendor sourcing, depending on 
if our clients already have a venue, um, if the, if they do, I would include what they've already paid and the exact amount in the budget already, um, because they've already booked that boom, done. Um, so whether we're vendor sourcing or venue sourcing, we start right away. We also integrate IO planner into this as well. And we basically, there's a form in there called the contacts page. And that's where we upload all the vendor information, even venue stuff. So we'd be like, Hey, here's Bears Paws Golf Course. Here's the minimum spend. Here's a link to their brochure. Here's a couple photos. Um, this is kind of what's included. And then we have options for, you know, here's Teatro, here's Fairmont Palliser, here's all of this, da, 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 da. And then they can go in, view everything, view all the details, and then they can choose. So at that point, they're obviously we're in the first, This we call this the first stage, and this is our vendor sourcing stage. So that's when we go down the line, you know, we get the venue, then we secure a photo, we secure video, and they get options presented to them. This is a huge piece for many of our clients because they don't have the time to sift through the thousands of wedding photographers that we now have in Calgary or the thousands of hair and makeup artists you know, we've worked with these people. We know that they're good. For the most part, we've either worked with them or we know them and we know they do good work or other trusted vendors that they're amazing, things like that. Um, so you're getting great vendor options and then you guys decide that, you know, we want to meet with this photographer. We want to meet with this officiant, get to know them. Or if you're like, yeah, we love their Instagram. This is totally us. Book done. So that's the first phase and it's, you know, that phase usually takes, it really depends on how quickly you um, make decisions. <laughs> I will say that, but I would say two to three months is probably kind of the standard, you know, we're sourcing, they're deciding, we're sourcing again, they're deciding, getting contracts, meetings, setting up meetings, doing all that stuff. So that's the first um piece and it sounds very short but exactly it's a lot of work that first piece and it takes up a lot of time and that's like I said the biggest piece for some of our clients is they're like I don't have the time to find three different DJs and get quotes and get their different offerings and yeah know that they are good so at this point um, all of those vendors are then in aisle planner as well another incredible feature that aisle planner offer is their wedding planning checklist and a lot of our clients love this so how it is in their end so this is something that they can go in they can log in they can look at it anytime they can start taking off their to-dos but they are actually assigned to-dos in there so that's like you know send save the dates um build our wedding website Mm, start dress shopping, start suit shopping. And it's actually all integrated with the end date of your wedding. So it's working backwards of, okay, it's six months. Let's start shoot suit shopping. Yeah, kind of around there. Um, at this point, you should be doing this, you know, at three months out, we should be looking at your song selection. So all the things that our clients have to do on their end, you know, we can't dress shop for them. We can't suit shop for them. All those, we can't get their marriage license for them. So all the things that you think you might be forgetting, they're in there. They're assigned to you. They have a date. They have a lovely little check that you can go, bing, 
done. <laughs> so that's a huge piece for our full planning clients because there are still some pieces that they have to do and they love this feature. They're like, this keeps me so on track. I know exactly where we are in our budget as well. I know exactly where we are in our checklist. You know, we're ahead of schedule or, you know, we really need to decide on this. So that piece is definitely huge. So once we are done all the vendor sourcing, we put in all the payments into IELTS Planner. They can see, you know, what we've paid, what's upcoming. We adjust accordingly. Da, 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 da. Then, for the most part, we kind of leave our clients to it, depending on the timing. So this happens, you know, let's say a year out, and we do those two to three months, and then we wait until we start the design around six months. So there's three phases when it comes to wedding planning. First phase is vendor sourcing. Second phase is design. And then the third phase is vendor management and execution. So now six months has rolled around. We've still been in contact with our clients. We're still keeping up to date. We help them send, save the dates. We help them timing, uh, you know, what kind of ceremony we need to send out our invites, all that stuff. So we still work closely together with them between two to three months and like the six month mark really depends on the timing of things. Um, and then at that point, we get to do the design. <sighs> my favorite part. You guys know this is my favorite part. I love it. Ooh. Ooh. Everything's happening over here at once. Okay. The design piece. So at six months, we reach out to our clients again and we say, hey, it's time to design. And we get them to fill out a questionnaire. It has their Pinterest board in there. It has, you know, a rough idea of what they want. Um, how do they feel about the venue? You know, the stuff that the venue offers are using their silverware or are we upgrading just a rough idea like what do you want for stationery do you want all the things do you want the name card and the menu and the table number and the custom sign and blah 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 blah, blah. just to get an overall feel of what they're thinking we also talk about budget at this point okay this is what we budgeted for your design how are you guys feeling um some people you know after they book their vendors they're like oh we have you know a little bit of money left over let's use whatever's left for the design piece and flowers and anything else. So we talk about budget again, and then I meet with them and we go more in depth on what they're really envisioning. How do they want to incorporate personalized pieces into their wedding? You know, do you have a dog that we're going to put on a napkin or a signature drink or what's important to you? All that stuff. So at that point we meet and then I produce a mood board, which you guys have seen. That is our uh, design diva download that many of you guys have purchased. And that's what that's what my mood board looks like. That is exactly what I produce to our clients. So I take a look at their Pinterest and I take a look at everything that we talked about. And I try to find the most accurate representation of what we spoke about. And I like to do that because most of our clients are very visual. They want to see what it looks like. They want to know what it's going to feel like. So the mood board, I tell our clients, are is really an overall feel of the day. You know, it's not exact. It's pretty close, but it's not exact. So this is the color palette. You know, we usually have six to 10 colors, depending on what we're working with. Um, and then we have five or six inspiration photos. And this is what I like to do. I like to get one of um, 
depending on if it's a bride and a groom or a groom and a groom or a bride and a bride. Um, but I like to get a picture of one partner or whoever it is with their so-called bridesmaids or whatever that looks like. And whether, cause most people know the bridesmaids dresses at that point, the color of that. So I like to get a picture of that so they can see what it's going to look like. I like to get a picture of the groomsmen what they're planning on wearing. Maybe it's a burgundy tie and a gray suit. I go on to Pinterest and I search burgundy tie and a gray suit <laughs> because I want to get the most accurate kind of vision for them. And then we do one of the ceremony. You know, if we talked about the ceremony and they're like, yeah, I don't really know. I would then take it on myself to be like, okay, hey, this is what I'm envisioning. This is the venue. This is the field. This is the vibe. And then I would find something that correlates with what I'm thinking and put it in there. If it's an indoor ceremony, I try to put an indoor, like get it as accurate as possible. Or if we're using the venues chairs, or we know they're going to be white, I try to get white chairs with like the backdrop that we're thinking. Um, it takes a long time to actually, there's so much on Pinterest that I'm like, it takes me a while. I, I get, I pump it out to them in about a week. So at that point, we've done the ceremony. I like to get a very accurate photo of a bridal bouquet that they like only because, and I like to dissect that with them. Okay, what is it that you like about this bridal bouquet? Is it the flowers? Is it the shape? Is it the, how long the stems are? Is it the trailing ribbon? Um, so we really dive into that about florals as well. And we put a bridal bouquet one. We usually put something for the reception and then maybe like a close-up of a tablescape that would kind of depict what we're looking for roughly, like colors-wise and a little bit of a design-wise. Um, and then maybe they have a cake or they have something like a funky photo booth. So that was a huge piece or a champagne wall. That was really important. So let's get a picture of that up kind of thing. And then I send it off to them. They dissect it. They, you know, okay, this is exactly what we're looking for. Not exactly, but you know, this is the vibe that we're going for. And we, we trust you. <laughs> Most people are like, yep, looks good. <laughs> because they're, they haven't seen every like breakdown of everything. So after they approve the mood board, then we jump into the design proposal. So I love this piece. And we've really kind of upgraded it this year. I started using Canva a lot more and making actual visuals of the ceremony. So we used to kind of just uh, share photos of the rentals, but now we're doing a more in-depth breakdown of like, we're making a table setting for you. We're visually we want to make it as realistic as possible as we can um so in the design proposal the first page is like their color palette a couple words that describe their wedding design their date their names and that's kind of the first page then we go into the ceremony inspiration photos so they're just like a a collage of inspiration photos more than just one kind of different ideas you know, this is the chair and this is the um, top of the aisle and this is the back of the aisle and this is like the welcome table. So a little mishmash of that along with a description of, okay, guests are arriving at three, um, a very intimate, lovely outdoor ceremony, just a little description of what we're going for. And then on the next page, you would see a full breakdown. Okay, here are the chairs I think you should rent based on our design and they would be like I create rows and then it looks like an aisle and then we got the flowers at the top I find something on Pinterest we like remove the background and then that's what it looks like here's the welcome table over here here's the signing table here's the linen that's going to go on it here's the flower here's the chairs everything so that's the ceremony piece and this and it does take us like 
four to eight weeks. It really depends. Four to six weeks, I would say more so. So we literally find every piece of rental that we are using. We source it. We get a picture of it. We create a spreadsheet with the breakdown of the cost. This is how many chairs. This is what the delivery is going to cost you. These are the floral quotes that we got you. So in the design phase, we're not only getting your rental, but we're also getting your florist at the same time. So it really depends on the wedding. Sometimes we get one quote because we know this is a good florist. Sometimes we get two if they want to see options. Um, it really depends. So we design in a way that they can decide on their florist if they want, or if they're like, yeah, let's go with this one. We just go off of uh, what they've quoted us. So the next piece would be reception and same sort of thing. We do a table mock-up. These are the centerpieces. These are the candles. We put out a table um, and we set it. <laughs> here's the fork. Here's the cutlery. Here's the glassware. Here's the napkin. Here's the linen. Here's the name card all together in one. And it's usually like a little box. And that is what they get to see, which is so good and it's more visual for our clients to be able to see that and that's the biggest piece people are like this is my pinterest board but i don't know how to make this happen or make it you know cohesive and into one because sometimes we have to look at people's pinterest and it's wild it's like we got colorful but then we got black and white and then we got this so the dissecting of that in the initial design meeting is a very important um, so at that point, like I said, we get quotes for the rentals, the pick up the drop off, all everything that's included, stationery, florals, like I mentioned, everything that is part of the design, you know, uplighting, maybe we're gonna, I suggest you guys upgrade to a different dance floor with your DJ or so on and so forth. So, forth. so that is two two-part document where you get an Excel spreadsheet of here's all the items line by line. This is what they cost. This is what you're, we think you should pay. <laughs> and then the visual along with it as well. So that is a huge piece for a lot of our clients because they don't have the time. They don't know how to bring it together. They don't know, you know, good florists. They don't know where to get decent price rentals that aren't, you know, overpriced and they don't want to piece it all together and they don't know about delivery or drop off or when things should be picked up or when you know all the time such a hand talker I keep hitting this mic um all the things and and at the design meeting as well we do confirm timing what have you set for ceremony and that'll help us design as well and that will tell us how much time we have to set up and tear down lots of components when it comes to the design piece and I think a lot of our clients like to hand that off to us because they want it to be beautiful but they don't want to do the work and that's why they hire us so at that point we send everything off to them they approve it you know if they want changes they're like yeah I think we want this color napkin instead because we changed the color of the groom's tie or something like that um or we're going to go a little a little bit less on the floral for this piece because we want to save it for something else. Or actually, you know what? I love these centerpieces. Can we make them bigger? What else can we get? Can we add this on? That kind of stuff. They essentially get kind of a few adjustments. We're not going to recreate a whole design, unfortunately, because we just don't have time for that. And people come to us because they like our designs. Um, so we try to keep it 
minimal to the changes, but of course we want it to feel like it's their own and for them to love it. So at that point, then we send them rental contracts, we send them floral contracts, and they sign off on all of that, make any deposits, stationer, all that good stuff. So that is, like I said, the six, five to six month mark, depending on the size of the wedding and kind of the intricacy of the design. Some people I know, like they're going to be very very straightforward. We already spoke about it. It's going to be linens and some greenery, and we might do those a little bit closer too. So that's the design piece. So then again, we're going in where they're checking their stuff off. Um, we've gotten a couple more vendors. This is when we'd probably do like a cake tasting. We would help them design the vision of the cake for getting cake florals or candy bar or dessert bar. That's also part of the design piece as well, uh, because the cake is usually a focal point and same with like a candy bar or anything like that if the photo booth is integrated into the design like we're designing the backdrop and we've got a couch and a rug that would also be this piece as well we're getting them photo booth options for them to decide on um, and then kind of after this piece is when we would firm up all of that and we also do transportation for them at this point because I mean, you could do it a year out, but it's like, yeah, we don't have that many details. We don't know timing. It's kind of hard. So at this point, we would also maybe work with them to help them with any hotel blocks, point them in the right direction. Um, here's some good ones that we've used in Calgary. Um, but for the most part, they're kind of on that sense in terms of managing the room block and things like that. And then, yeah, then the next phase is the vendor management phase, which is also another favorite. I love it all. I love it all. Um, so at that point, that's when we are, sorry, my phone is blowing up, guys. It's my family group chat. <laughs> also, look at my sweater. If you guys are watching this, I got this beautiful Lululemon sweater for Christmas. It's so soft. What did I do? I was cleaning in it with bleach. If you guys are listening, you should go watch the episode on YouTube because it's so sad the only good thing is like when my arm is down you can't see it so I still wear it I don't care I'm still wearing it <laughs> okay so the last phase of everything so we're still in communication with our clients throughout the whole process they're checking things off you know this is the point where they'd be deciding okay who's going to be our MC um who what songs are we going to choose that kind of stuff and at the three month mark is when we kind of start that phase and that's when we really start to go to town on the timeline so that's when we would meet and we would dive more in depth on what is their day going to look like where are we going to get ready um, how many girls have we decided are getting hair and makeup where are the guys getting ready do you guys want getting ready photos all the things, you know, what time is the ceremony going to start? How long are you thinking? What songs are we walking down the aisle to? Who's going to be your MC? Like I said, what are we doing for speeches? What's the flow of the day? Um, all the things. And that's when we start creating our client timeline as well as our production schedule. So the production schedule is for us. That is like load in, load out of vendors, all the finer details. And then our clients get their client timeline. The client timeline is great for them to send to their wedding party, to their MC, to maybe their officiant, that's their family friend to kind of give them an idea of the day. And we really just start communicating with the vendors again, 
Uh, we kind of take over decor updates at that point as well. You know, if their numbers drop or things are changing, we work with them to help them develop a seating. I don't say seating chart. I would say we help develop a floor plan in the design piece, and then they can go in and put the people where they want to be seated. So we would develop a floor plan. We're doing the timeline. We're talking to their vendors again. Okay, how long do we need for hair and makeup? And we start creating their day essentially. And then kind of like three months up into the day, we're really just confirming things at one month, you know, we want their final numbers, we want catering choices. Um, a tasting, I would say usually happens kind of between the design phase and the vendor management stage because a lot of people don't get their menus out until earlier like March, February, March. So if we're having summer weddings, that's kind of when they would be doing a tasting at the same time we're designing if people are asking. And yeah, we're just confirming all the things. Yeah, at the one month mark, we want to know final numbers, a rough idea of seating plan because we got to get numbers off to the stationer and who's creating the seating chart. We need names and we need people at tables. Um, we're confirming final, final numbers with the venue for them, things like that. So it's very hands-on the last stage as well. There's a lot of the stuff that they still have to do. They have to go get their marriage license. Like I said, um, they have to decide, you know, what they want their MC to say and how they want the flow of things and their song choices and all that stuff. And we're just really piecing it together for them. So we also like to go do a venue walkthrough. Um, most of these Calgary venues or Kenmore Vamp Weddings, we have been to venues. So um, at that point, we're kind of doing one final walkthrough, envisioning the design together, going over any last minute changes, final menu stuff, final numbers, names, all that good stuff. And then we usually do a call one or one week or 10 days out. And that's when we final, final, final review of everything. And we're just piecing everything together. This is when we would update their decor. Two weeks out is usually what rental companies require. Same with florists. They need to know further out when they're ordering flowers, how many centerpieces we're actually gonna need and things like that and then on the day we execute it you know our couples get to show up and celebrate which is so amazing um that piece i i do enjoy as well because we get to see everything all of our hard work over a year kind of come together we get to work with awesome vendors i will say the wedding day is actually quite fun for us you know we get to see all our friends, all our frienders, we get to see it come together, we get to see our clients happy, we get to see them in love, we get to see our all of their family members so excited and to be able to celebrate with them. Um, so we obviously execute the day, we do setup, we do teardown, we're the ones putting the name cards out, we are queuing the DJ, we are, you know, helping make sure everything goes on time in terms of catering and food and service and all that good stuff. So that's kind of, you know, a rough idea of the service that we offer and how it kind of plays out over a year. Those are the three phases. That's a rough idea of what we kind of offer to our clients and kind of the back end stuff of that. So the main reason for this episode was to really shed light on what a wedding planner actually does. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of back end stuff that we're doing as well. A lot of, you know, little things that I'm sure I forgot. But <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's super hands on. 
like I said, and I think it's really for those clients that don't have time and, you know, want to leave it to a professional to really make their event everything that it can be, that someone has done this before, they know the ins and outs, and they're just trying to portray their couple's love in in an event for all of these amazing people, their friends and family and everything. So that was a lot of talking. I need a coffee. So that is a rough idea of what a wedding planner really does, what our services are, how that looks like, what is full service wedding planning. And I think a lot of uh, Calgary wedding planners have roughly the same sort of pace. And then I know a few of us do use aisle planner as well, which I said is a huge value add for our clients. They like to be in the know. Most of our clients, some clients are like, eh, where we're at. Okay, cool. (laughs) Most of our clients do want to still be hands-on with their wedding. And I think that's one thing too. People are a little bit nervous because they think the wedding planner is like, oh, we just like let them do everything. Most of our clients, they tell us at the start, they're like, I want to be super involved. You know, I want, and and they are, there's still tons of them, tons of stuff for them to do. It's just, we're kind of taking the reins in guiding and steering the ship when it comes to planning their wedding. So I think a couple benefits of it is they send you, save you time. They save you stress. You have someone to bounce things off of. That is a huge piece that I have seen in a lot of communication back and forth with people that are booking inquiries with us. They're like, I really want someone to work alongside with. I found a lot of our couples this year, you know, maybe their husband works away part-time or they do shift work and they're really not overly involved with the wedding planning. So a lot of our brides are like, I just want someone to plan the wedding with. I mean, not bashing grooms. It's, it's totally normal. I think it's just, it is what it is. The grooms aren't usually overly involved and they want someone that's done this before. They can bounce ideas off of. They're like, have you seen this? Does this work? They want the guidance in that sense. Um, save you money and time and definitely stress and headache on the day because our client, our full planning clients, they basically just show up. You know, I'm like, you know, decide on your guest book if they're bringing their own guest book. <laughs> show that, like show up with that. You know, maybe you guys got some custom toasting glasses, bring your dress and you guys just like rock up and enjoy the day. (laughs) And we're the ones hustling, bustling, setting up, tearing down, dealing with all the chaos, all the last minute changes, all that good stuff. So I think it makes wedding planning simpler for our clients because obviously we're taking on that piece and they're just making decisions, calling the shots, and we're kind of orchestrating everything in the background. So yeah, I wanted to kind of share more about that. I hope this episode was insightful. I hope it shed some light on what we do, what we offer, and why it might be beneficial for you to hire a full-service wedding planner and what that really looks like. So I'm going to let you guys go for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys liked this episode, absolutely. I would love for you to share it on Instagram or shoot me a DM. I would love to hear from you guys. And yeah, as always, have a lovely day and happy planning.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked this episode, we would love for you to share it on social media. Make sure you tag at the day of Diva. See you next time.